sank the dark clouds deeper and ran the wild moon hunting alive with fur and feather as omen apparition we left the moon suspended and leapt back onto the ground Welcome to the Antipodean Arts Podcast. This is episode 32. And I wish to acknowledge that here we are on Yagara, Jagara and Turbal country. I wish to acknowledge the elders past, present and emerging and the survivals and the resistance of the first peoples and all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander folks who are listening to this and all Indigenous people across the world who are listening to this podcast. We hope and will aspire to be in solidarity with you and may that magic be in solidarity with your, with your magic and in synergy with your magic. And we honor that we are in this place and in this time and it has history and law and LAW and may that law be central to our lives in this Southern Island or the Southern Islands as there's more than just one. Blessed be. Shay. G'day, mate. G'day, darling. How you going? <laughs> Look, I, I, before before we pressed record, I said to Brody Ann, this is our delirious episode <laughs> because I am actually just delirious oh, at this point. Me too. Yeah. But we're being real with everyone. We're being real with anyone listening. Oh, fuck that bullshit. Listen, let's be real. It's been a fucking time and I'm sure everyone's going through it as well. Um, I'm just happy to be here and, and, and sitting with you, love, and we're super lucky to get to do this. So yeah, look at your here we are. rings. I just looked down and noticed how, bling? yeah, I'm mm, really mm, into mm. that one. What yeah. is that one? Pre-night. Ah. Pre-night is, it, it is even it looks like a, an alien. Before the night time? Mm, I love that. It is before the night time. Well, it is a stone for dreaming. Okay. Um, how do you spell pre-night? P R E. N I T E, I think. Oh, okay. Or is it P R E? There might be a H in there. Oh, okay. Who knows? Um, and we we spell a lot of our crystals wrong at the shop, and I'll show Lachlan. He'll be like, "Yeah, but you knew what it was," <laughs> and I'll be like, "Yeah, you're right." Yeah. Why enough. am I, you know, splitting hairs here? Fairly but yeah, I'm uh-huh. very particular about my jewelry, so mm-hmm. it's taken me a long time to find things I really like. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I look like some sort of medieval noble, like they're big, chunky, fucking weird, yeah, semi-precious do. gems. And that's what I'm going for. Yeah. Yeah, my knuckle dusters. Thanks for noticing. <laughs> Thanks for noticing. Thanks for noticing how cute I look. Did you see my cute green dress tonight? I, I, yes. And the boobs. Your boobs are fucking, on show. Oh, they're fucking on point today. And, um, and some abalone. Like abalone and my... Sumerian. Is that Sumerian or is it Scythian? It looks like... Byzantine. I don't know. I just, when I saw it and I saw the, the work in it. it it's legitimately 3,000 years old. Uh, it's not. It cost me 20 bucks at the op shop and I'm fucking stoked. Fair enough. Love it. How are you tonight apart um, from the madness? Yeah, look, I'm. How's your week been? My week, my oh, last week, fucking last week was mm. just, whoa. Um, we were both pretty tired. Yeah. This yeah. week I is, has, what day is it? <laughs> it's Thor's Day. Oh, it's Thor's Day. Okay. Thursday. Thursday. Um, that was probably totally bad, my pronunciation. I'm so sorry so to sorry. my Nordic friends. <laughs> um, we're just honouring where it comes from, okay? Yeah, we're just saying it like it's 
fucking meant to be. Yeah. So listen. Um, I'm not uh, sorry, you racist. <laughs> um, I uh, look. This week has been um, a, a more gentle week, but I um, but I don't know if it's been a gentle man. If you know what I mean. I kind of do. I like it. Now I'm horny. <laughs> but you're seeing I, your I, lover I, I, after I this. I said, yeah, that's true. I I'm said, on I borrowed said, time I here, folks. I said the folks, word gentle because... mad and I'm just like mm. gone. Yeah. That's how uncensored I am Theo's right now. body and mind are, are halfway out the door right now, guys. Yeah. We're getting the best we can from, <laughs> from them. Soz, <laughs> everybody. Um, I'm also exciting. Also, no, I want to. I want to interrupt you. I'm really sorry. Yeah, no. Problem. I've just noticed that every time we're what? recording, yes, I misgender you. Oh, that's and it fucking hurts my soul. No, I go home and I listen, uh-huh. and it's like when I'm under pressure and someone's recording me. Yeah, I I say things, and then afterwards I Fair correct enough. myself, and I want to make sure that when I'm doing it because yeah. as I was educating myself more, it's more important to kind of bring it up and correct myself in the moment sure. and then and just, keep working and at just it. just move on. Yeah, and yeah, move exactly. on. Like don't make it a big fucking thing. Just keep going. <laughs> but yeah. I'm making it a big fucking thing right now. No, no, but luckily. But it's been on my mind because every me, time we're on podcast though, yeah. because I know you so well and, and, and I think I, and I, I use different words. And in this cult, like the all this is so You're cl- always fucking hot and this- I'm attracted to men and women. I'm bisexual. Yeah, so yeah. that doesn't have anything to do with it because I did sit with that. I said, what's yeah. my problem? Like, yeah. is it that I, 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 uh, I don't know. You know, in Australia, what's fascinating to me about the they, them, their pronouns, mm. um, some people just like to get their knickers in a, in a twist about it. And I, yeah. and I always remind them. So yesterday, probably yesterday, sir or madam or whoever you are person, you used they, them, their singularly. Mm. And because we do it in Australia. Now someone's pointed yeah, it out. We do it in Australia constantly, even when we assume what their gender is or know what their gender is. Mm. So if our female friend has gone off to get her car and she and she uses her and she like they went to the car. It, it comes out of the mouth easily, <sighs> you know? And so it's interesting. To me, I just think it's actually um, an internal resistance because, mm. because of, because again, like, like white supremacy, we have binary gender so shoved so into taught us. In yeah. my, but it's, I mean, but it's only recent. But it's silly because it's not silly. Everything obviously it's happening for a reason. Mm. But I've spent the last maybe twenty years of my life immersed in gay and trans and magical culture. Mm-hmm. So I am mad with myself that this isn't something that comes naturally to me to understand. But it it. It's something I'm working on. I'm I'm aware mm. of, and um, I like our listeners know. I try not to listen to the podcast too much because I analyze myself and critique mm. myself too hard, and otherwise I just wouldn't do it anymore because I get scared. So when I did sit down listen to a couple of episodes, I fucking kicked myself in the fucking <laughs> vagina. I was so oh fucking right in the cunt. Was I it, was, was it so. Hot? Was it, did it feel no, good? not in a nice way. Not even like a spank on the oh, butt. It honey, was mean. Don't be so Catholic. I'm shout you know, out, I shout love, out to my Catholic friends. Shout out to the Catholics. I love a good ritual. You know me. Oh, I do love a good ritual, <laughs> but I like a participatory ritual. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, it was just when we were talking about just then, just oh, me think of it. Know. For me, I know you know. I know, me, and, and, you know and I don't. Love, but that's and I don't not have. Im- it's more important I know, for me. I know. I know. I'm glad you bring it up. I don't have dysphoria, so so for me, like I know a lot of people who ha- who experience dysphoria will go through like if they are misgendered, it is mm-hmm. horrible for them. Like yeah. it ruins their week. Yeah, you know. For me, I'm like shrug. Like, but it, that is not. 
Like that is one non-binary mm. person's experience. I'm just like shrug. I get it. Like I know what's happening, yeah. and I know that you know. I have I have two family members that are trans, and and um, it's very different in both situations. Um, Do you find that it's easier though? I'm always curious about this. Mm. I think a lot of I think some people find binary transness easier to deal with than non-binaryness. So some people are like, I mean, I'm not speaking about you now, but some people mm. are like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, she's a woman. That's easy. She, mm. she, she. Um, or he, 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 but it's still binary, yes. you know? So I would, then that's fine yeah. for people. No, yeah. I definitely both are. Are they, uh, are they, they fluid? Yeah. So genderqueer, non-gender, non-binary. And similar to me in that whoever we meet, we love regardless of body. So oh, pansexual, we, yeah, we have, bisexual, we have fucking pan or something. See, because I was always, as far as I knew, Bisexual, but I didn't know that pansexual was a thing. I was never yeah, told that. Yeah, and some people, and some people still like what I know to be true, um, based on bi friends of mine. We should have a whole bi thing going on in here. We I could, would really we could like get, to because it's Joe a part of my life Mercy. I don't talk yeah, about a lot, let's and get also a that bunch I don't of bi people in here. We have four. I need to learn more. We, we have four mice. Oh, I love it. They look like phalluses, or do they just <gasps> what look did like? You, what did you say to me literary. last week? You're like closer to the mic. Yeah, very closer to the mic. Look, I look here's something that I have been educated on um, and that I made a lot of mistakes with, which was asexuality. So I have a very good friend who is asexual and, and yeah, I don't have to say any more about that. I just do. And I, I think it took me a long time to wrap my head around that actually. Mm. Um, when usually it doesn't like usually well, we're very I just physical, sexual people. So yeah. that makes sense. You meet someone that is, yeah, but I'm not trans. So like, you know, so, so. Like Not you, that that's a bad thing either, but just that our well, understanding of sexuality yeah. usually is tied to our physical form. And that's not always the case with people who are. Yeah, I try to change. I try to change my. Um, I try. It's probably. I've probably made. I. I have. I've definitely made a lot of mistakes. But in my. So when I'm leading trances or, or leading workshops, I try to make sure these days that I'm giving a lot of accessible points. Mm. So instead of saying, whereas before I would have said sexual, sexual, erotic, erotic, I now say intimate mm. because that is a word that I know that's. Um, some asexual people can go, yep, I know what yeah. that is. I know what, so it doesn't, because if we're leading a trance, if you, if we say, and this is a minefield, but if we drop a word, like we. Oh, I, all of this is a minefield. But there's a, like yeah. certain words, certain words will throw certain people out of the experience. And yeah. I don't want to do that. No. So there's, I think we spoke about that because you're so conscious, even when I've been in, in your workshops or we've been in group meditation or you've been calling in or casting, your words are, and words are so important, it's but a you big are part of my so yeah. good at not um, losing anybody. In, I want to. I want to bring things. everybody. Every everyone yeah. feels welcome. Yeah. Everyone like um, it's not a it's not a big thing, but it is for me. But I have polycystic ovaries, and I don't um, menstruate on a normal cycle. Mm-hmm. I don't. I probably won't have children. I don't want to anyway. Mm-hmm. But that's just my own choice. But mm-hmm. I would have trouble conceiving, mm-hmm. and I don't have regular moon periods. Mm-hmm. So for me, talking about my lower cauldron mm. and talking about my womb and mm. talking about my fertility, mm. that's not that doesn't really apply to me. That's mm-hmm. just never been part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and that snaps me, and especially when I first learned my diagnosis, mm. any ritual I went into and mentioned my my 
productivity or my reproductive mm. forces or my womb or lower cauldron or however mm. they – I was just out. Mm. It broke me from that and I felt disconnected and I felt like I'm not included. Mm. And that's obviously like a fuck that's so – I would not normally talk about this but that's such a small thing compared to someone who is trans or mm. someone who has had to have an early hysterectomy. I have friends mm. who have um, genetic disorders mm. with their cancer that has meant to – you know, meant that they have had to have hysterectomies very early and I also have – trans um, family members, yeah. masculine, yeah. who do not have a womb, who yeah. do not have ovaries, and they are women. So it's like I under, I understand in a tiny fucking way oh, what okay. that feels like during yeah. ritual. Like to have it, you snap out of it. Like yeah. that doesn't include me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then yeah. I can't feel this part of the ritual because I don't – I can't feel that. My yeah, physical so, body yeah. and my spiritual body doesn't recognise what you're talking about. Yeah, it's a, it's really interesting to me because then there's that. Um, yeah, when I well, I can only speak for myself, but when I when I'm when I'm leading ritual or ceremony or workshops or, or workings, I, I I'm really conscientious of language because it changes our mm-hmm. consciousness as you're communicating, and I know that to be true because I am often pulled out of trances by strange ways of saying things that, mm-hmm. that center whiteness. Oh, just a turn know, of phrase can that I'm like, fuck me oh, right up. That's really interesting. Is it entomology? So I etymology. Etymology. Yeah. So I love because that's bugs, right? Entomology is insects. Is, is bugs? Yeah. 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 I am obsessed with the origins of words or turns yeah, of phrase. Too. I love it. And so once I hear something like that, I can't unhear it. <laughs> yeah, I just I think it's really interesting, and I think we and it's not hard to. It's actually it actually refines our intention because what do we really mean? And there is a lot. I've spent a lot of time critiquing a lot of um, pagan sayings and even like modern witchcraft sayings because I think what what do we mean when we say them? Where has this come from? Mm. Like then then I have power. What generation with it. did it come yeah. from? What school of thinking? Yeah, I've always been definitely when I'm at ritual and I and I've been at plenty of rituals like this back in the day and even. Well, not recently, but where they're like, we now shall invoke the god and goddess. Mm. But and, but it's not like that I'm standing in like a traditional Wiccan circle. I never have. Obviously, no. I cannot. I'm not an initiate. But if I'm in another, um, me neither. I if, don't a, if I'm in another circle and they're kind of vibing off the, like, a lot the of, eclectic stuff. A lot stuff, of what you're first taught, though, yeah. if you're taught. But it's basing yeah. itself on what they think Wicca is. On a is. binary yeah. where, where there is a god and a goddess. Yeah. For me, it's always. And it's always been, the fertility mm, goddess oh, and much the more hunky, macho, hunting My man. favourite gods are those that are ambiguous, that <laughs> yeah. people don't know their gender. Who the fuck do we think we are to call gods by pronouns? Like why are just silly? Why put a human um, diagnosis or, or interpretation or description on top of a god yeah. When they're not human, they don't have. Oh. I mean, you know, gender is super interesting because, of course, it surpasses humanity too. Mm. And I do know, like, I've I do know that certain traditions will be very vehement about the um, pronouns of certain beings, yes. including yeah. to the point where they're vehement that oh no, we can't use she or he right now. Yes, like this being is not. Either, you don't, you no, know, no, and that is, is true in I know in that. African traditional yeah. religions and in various forms of the craft. Like we're like, no, we cannot, we cannot be saying these. It but might, it's almost it might like piss you off wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, you you know that though. Like I've never approached or or gone to speak about. I don't know. You get led in the right direction. Yeah, I never. I, I all of this stuff like people like a lot of dickheads. Um, well, I translate them as dickheads, but oh, like I love they it. they um. Yeah. 
Tell me more. Well, you know that whole thing where there's people like who are like, oh, snowflakes. uh." And you know what's funny Mm. is it's, oh, honey, you're the snowflake. Like you, you can't. The world's been broken by someone changing a fucking word. (laughs) You can't even deal with marginalized and oppressed people going, oh, by the way, we've been here the whole time. And you really don't like that. And that's not how we do things. Mm. Oh no, my entire privileged world is exploding. No. Oh. And then it's like, oh, you're, and then there's the, and then it's turned, you know, it's, Basic gaslighting. Oh no, yeah. it's you. You're the you're the offended you one. You're you're, the one it's that, like yeah. everyone's offended. It's like, honey, y- no, I'm allowed to be offended at you not recognizing that I'm human. That's like that whole <laughs> knee jerk bullshit that you get online at the moment, where people are like, you know, remember a time when you could say, you know, queer, and you could say fag, and you could say fucking, you know, gay, and you could say fucking black or white without anyone like dragging you over the coals. And I'm like, uh-huh. no, they I mean, should have. The, well, was, they were. They were, but, but you just didn't fucking hear what they yeah, were saying. Or you weren't listening. You weren't listening. Or society was in such so a place. So the world has always yeah. been this way, yeah. but, you're, but everyone else's, um, I guess, Their ability to tolerate your fucking yeah. bullshit has yeah. lessened Yeah, in the last few years yeah. especially. Social media has also, like, for all its woes and horrors, social media has also allowed a lot of marginalised and oppressed groups to have a platform. Mm -hmm. And that's an important thing. That's a really important thing. 100%. And social justice movements have been able to increase in proficiency because of that because we can organise on Facebook, you know. I don't want to, like, open up a Pandora's box here about... Israel and Palestine and stuff. But I remember um, during some – I'm not going to, but what I'm going to say is that I was having discussions with someone um, within a family and friend group and I said, well, look, it doesn't really matter what you think because here's a video posted by someone who lives on the Gaza Strip Mm. and it was recorded – oh, let me look – six minutes ago. Yeah. And they're showing you exactly what's going on. Yeah, yeah. It's not to do with media. It's not to do with journalists. Yeah. It is the truth yeah. and is the one part of technology and about mm-hmm. what we're able to do now that, you know, I guess the man is fucked because all of us can speak to each other immediately and I can learn it through someone who who well, is my equal, who is my media. friend. Yeah. yeah. And it, you just can't filter or, or um, I guess – it changed the dialogue. You can't become propaganda because we saw what happened earlier in the day. Yeah. It's, People it's, are sharing it immediately yeah. and sharing their own life experience. It's like the TV, like the the the, the impact of kind of televisions and everyone's living rooms mm. around the Vietnam War. I was just thinking yeah. of that. Like that changed everything for the whole yeah. Western world yeah. because no one had ever – been able to see exactly what their armies were doing on the front yeah. lines. And what and, war looks like. And what it yeah. is actually about. Yeah. It kind of closed the gap because obviously before that everyone was involved. Like if there was war in villages or even in like prehistory or Iron Age or Roman, everyone was involved mm-hmm. and, and there. This was, you know, for a time there it was distanced. So people back in America or England or France or Australia didn't see what war actually looked like mm. because it was always fought overseas and we didn't have to deal with the consequences of onshore, like, active fighting. And but we yes, got shown it. Yes, and also we would ignore or be or be brainwashed into the fact that 
we didn't think wars happened in our countries, like the oh. frontier wars in Australia. Oh, we. And, I mean, I want to. I would love to do of, what, of North America. I want to talk to Mandanara again, see mm-hmm. whether or not one of her teachers would be willing to come on and speak to us about that. I think that this is the next stage of what happens in Australia. I think that we need to have full disclosure on the frontier wars. We need to have full like calculations on the people and the tribes that were lost and the languages that were lost. Mm. And I think the next few years are, are going to really show anyone who's awake in Australia what really happened. Yeah, as as Mandanara said um, and has as many Aboriginal leaders and activists say, like, truth-telling first. Yes. Like, you cannot have reconciliation, as Mandanara said, until there is truth-telling and until there is a willingness to engage with the truth and a willingness to be educated and a willingness to be taught. I don't know if you saw the post that I shared. Um, I'm going to do some research on it before I bring it up in the podcast again, Mm. but um, that there were a lot of, um, well, not a lot of, maybe five or six in particular, very wealthy uh, Southern American plantation owners that were run out of the states, then they came and they were given to grants Queensland. to come to Queensland. That's right, and they ran plantations here. Yeah, yeah. And I, I immediately was like, I fucking knew in my bones. Like this is, I knew about blackbirding, but this is this is even more than that. That and this when is we like say blackbirding, that's a it's oh, a very sorry. convenient way yeah. to talk about. Stealing people from. So we, when we say blackbirding in Australia, we're talking about uh, Torres Strait Island, Papua New Guinean, um, Northern Antipodean yeah, Island people yeah. that were brought to Queensland, New South Wales yeah. and Northern Territory, maybe Western Australia, I'm not sure, mm. to work on sugar plantations. Mm. Um, and it, it's a huge section of Australian history that people don't talk about. Mm. Um, and we're, we're – I mean, it's it's being brought before everyone right now. People are starting to understand that they, they can't cover it over any longer. Um, and also there's the – we have lots of evidence of um, entire groups of Aboriginal people being chained. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, there are photographs yeah, of, of chain gangs. Clearing, yep. clearing the land. They're forced for, to cut down trees. Yeah, the yeah. invaders. Yeah, so much to unpack up. on that. We <laughs> have like I would I'm really sure love that, to talk about yeah. that at another another time. But yeah. yeah, it was when I saw that article this week, and yeah. they were talking about you know, the origins of um, wealthy Australian Queensland uh, yeah, businessmen yeah, all, all those, and all farms. those houses and all those. Yeah, I it. Look, that brings me to ancestral debt, and mm-hmm. a lot of people react. They go, "Oh, but that wasn't that. I didn't do that." I'm like, uh, "Honey, what, you privilege based on that." Yeah, and 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 like, I love the um, what I know about the Nordic and Germanic understanding, which is ironic, but the <laughs> Nordic and Germanic un, like traditional understandings of ancestral debt because mm-hmm. they are there. In Orlog is is one word. Weird is um, about becoming like one's weird is more kind of like mysterious. But the Orlog, what we inherit from our ancestors, the responsibility we bear yes. to collectively alter for justice. Mm-hmm. That's a part of traditional Nordic cultures. Mm-hmm. And um and that I know in a lot of Britannic cults that was the same. Yeah. And so, and you know, to be hospitable, to work for justice, to be in solidarity with the downtrodden. And so I just, you know, to welcome the stranger to your home, to to feed them as a god. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I just I still actually um stepped in when I saw a few people speaking to this homeless gentleman this morning on the bus. And I was like, look, as far as I'm aware, he's at least 
half Odin. Like, I don't know what's going on. But he was there to talk to people and I was taught early in my lessons that you never turn away. Absolutely. Someone like that. You yeah. never turn away someone that has something to say that turns up in your in your path. Exactly. Um, especially someone that is, is um, less better off than you. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. He had one eye. I was like, look, I'm all over this shit. I'm ready. I wonder if that, where was that, where did that happen? <laughs> uh, cultural precinct coming in over the river. Huh, because on my on my way here, like mm. walking past that crossroads yeah. to get to this building, I walked past a homeless gentleman and he was walking and he had a, and he looked like a very thin Santa Claus. Uh-huh. And he was walking past me <laughs> and he and I was I'm tying my shoelace up yeah. and he said and he just I can't remember what he said because it was muttery, yeah. but he was like acknowledging my presence. He looked at me, I looked at him, mm. like and we just had a moment. I can't remember seeing only one eye, but I, I just. He that. dropped his brolly and I gave it to him. His umbrella, I should say. <laughs> it's very Australian. He dropped his brolly and I, I um, chased him down yeah. to the next bus and I was like, oh, so you dropped yeah. this. And I was like, yeah, there was a lot more going on there. Mm. Always be aware of what's going on around you. Yeah. Spirit and, and the good neighbours turn up uh, in the least and most expected places. I want, yes, exactly. I was once at um, a cafe just around the corner from this place several years ago. I was with my friend, Jonathan Woolley, who, we, who we've had as a guest on this um, Love show. Love you, Jonathan. And um, I was sitting there and Odin was like talking to me. And then I looked up and there were two black dogs. And then I looked up <laughs> at the man and he was an old white man with like very grizzled. And he turned to me and he had one eye mm-hmm. and then a fucking crow went. Ah! And I was like, really guys? And I was like. Actually, I don't really think I can talk to you right now, Odin. So I went to the BWS and I bought a can of beer and I poured it to him and was like, honey, chill. Love you, but not today. <laughs> not today. Not today. <laughs> not today, Odin. Which <laughs> uh, I often have him around, which, I mean, I'm not struggling with, but I um, – I'm attracted to a lot of Norse gods He's and goddesses, intense. but um, the hell. ancient uh, Celt in me kind of, but but that was all one. So it's it's very it's a I'm weird sure you have relationship. Yeah, I have like well, twenty three and me says like uh, that I de- <laughs> that I descend, but which I knew, yeah, because I knew it from family stories. And yeah. then when twenty three and me goes, you have this much Scandinavian and this You're much like, German, oh, yeah. I was like, well. I do. Yeah. And I work with the Elder Futhark. I work, I've been taught the Anglo-Saxon Futhark and the Northumbrian runes by Keith um, Green, who is an amazing oh, just, um, spirit worker. And I work with the runes a lot. Like those spirits are yeah. profound. And I have definitely had things to runes do with Runes came to Odin me because I was never interested. I Not not interested, but I was like, that's not for me because it's not, it doesn't belong to me. Mm. And I just had this big, like, I'm not going to work with them. Um, and then before I knew it, I started creating bind runes, um, and, and not just stave runes, but circular Mm. bind runes. Mm. And I didn't know what that was. And it wasn't until I did a bit more research that realized that was something that exists. Icelandic sorcery. So yeah, it's a, it's a, a, a beautiful circle link. And then all of your crossed lines or all of your dots and, and that are spread around the circle or the ring. Yeah. And I went, oh, that's, I just thought that was something I did. But no, I know it's come from somewhere else. And I've always had a particular uh, association with Odin and with Freya. Mm. 
Yeah, I've yes, I have definitely as of as someone who does vessel work um, regularly enough, I have um, <laughs> I have carried Freya multiple times, <sighs> and she is she is a profound goddess. Um, yeah, she's one of those one like I often talk about um, concentric circles around like my inner court of spirits, and and then out you know as it as it goes out from there, she's definitely in like you know circle two or three depending on the day, and sometimes she like just breaks into circle one. <laughs> she's like, I'm here, bitch, <laughs> yeah. wake up. But she's such a beloved of so many of my beloveds, and yes. it kind of ended up That's rubbing they, off yes. onto me because yeah. of the way magic works. That makes sense. Yeah, I've had that similar experience where yeah. the people I work with. That's that's their patron gods yeah. and uh, immediately when we became entangled in mm. a beautiful magical way they were more insistent they were like well, well they this, start to this pay is attention proving to you. you we're like we, we told yeah. you yeah. okay all right but who i know like i think i know the answer to this but it might be nice just to do the rest of the podcast like this who mm. who would you consider your soul goddess or your soul deity or maybe you call it your patron like like you know some things we will say some things we won't say yeah but- so i've got contracts with gods and goddesses mm-hmm. and spirits that I won't talk about, mm-hmm. uh, like I say to people in the shop, magical fight club. Mm. Um, Yemenya, mm-hmm. Papa Legba, Bridget, mm-hmm. Rhiannon or Epona, mm-hmm. I call her mm-hmm. because she was the the goddess that came to me when I was really, really young oh, really? and began working with. Wow. I don't even even talk about Epona. I don't really no. talk about her. So. When I met um, Robert Bloodwood uh-huh. and met another person of the horse clan, yeah. I was like, okay, this makes sense. Yeah. I think it also ties me to um, Mongolia and the Altai uh-huh. community and the shamans there because that's where I must have been. I don't know. I don't want to mm-hmm. imagine it, but I I was drawn to there immediately mm. and all my studies. But you resonate, and my, you resonate with that. Yeah. yeah. So it's generally, and little I know, I'm still learning lots about my family. And I hope in future episodes I can talk more about it when I know Mm. what is going on. Um, But I knew from oral tradition that my Irish grandmother, her father was a horse whisperer. Mm -hmm. He spoke to horses. Mm -hmm. And that was something that was given to my aunt. Mm -hmm. And my aunt trained my sister and myself Mm -hmm. when we were both really little girls Mm -hmm. to work with horses and speak to horses. Mm I automatically also had a draw to um, Hecate or Hecate, mm-hmm. um, yeah. not just being the goddess of, of witchcraft but the goddess of, of potions, mm-hmm. um, which is something I, in, yeah. I really, really love. And the also, as the Greeks say. Yeah, pharmacist. Yeah. And, and also um, I work really closely with dogs, um, dogs and wolves. They're the same being really, mm. um, but that. Um, was something that was given to me through my family on both sides. Yeah. yeah, totally. My grandmother on my mother's side, who was Aussie through and through and more, she spoke to birds mm-hmm. and plants. Mm-hmm. She's where I get my green thumb mm-hmm. as well as my Irish nana. But my um, Aussie, yeah, isn't that weird? I keep looking at our candle. It's like. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. <laughs> Sand Simon has done something very Sand strange Simon. with this candle that I cannot explain. He's not. Yeah, we'll just leave it. Yeah, um, I see you, sir. We see you, and we're sorry we're not talking yeah. about you as well. That is, uh, we just yeah, props yeah. to that because that's uh, <laughs> impressive. But um, yeah, oh they they bred dogs and worked yeah. with with working dogs, and um, yeah, that was how I was kind of uh, brought up. 
Yeah. Mm. So I think those for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I have a close relationship with Kanunos or the horned god or, mm-hmm. or how anyone wants to see him. So do you, by that do you mean the primordial? Primordial horned god. Horned god, yeah. Yeah. The divine aspect of the masculine, mm-hmm. whatever name he takes, depending on what land he's in. Mm. Um, and that's a relationship that's growing. I have familiars. Sure. I have fairy those, spirits. Those are the ones. See, I'm always more comfortable talking about the great, the, what I call the great spirits, the deities. Because yeah. yes. I don't really. Because I would never talk about my contracts with yeah. spirit like, or fairy. I, t- yeah. I have them. They're there. And sometimes I will, um, my, my fetch mate likes me occasionally under a different name. To give a little. Yeah. <laughs> like his inner name, I, I, me, like I'll tell beloveds his mm. inner name mm. i've never written it anywhere for anyone no. to see but he gave me the public name of felix and sometimes i will write things that he writes through me online because he's like he wants to give them felix. yeah yeah he has a particular way see, and- it wasn't until i had friends like yourself mm. or or lil or mm. you know our wildwood friends mm. that like i could speak about these relationships yeah. and these these beings and things because yeah. that wasn't something you know i remember that um I don't know why it just came to me, but maybe that's why I meant to tell it. But I remember after splitting with my ex-fiance and realising he was a complete fucking tool and a complete <laughs> muggle, like in, a, in every, every he pretended to be very spiritual. He had lots of Alex Grey tattoos and he was oh, really okay. into tool and he sure. was really like fucking spiritual. But the minute that fucking we had a fight and mate. broke up, he was like, well, what a fucking you know. You like talk to invisible fairies in the garden you talk to spirits all the time you're fucking crazy you're a fucking mm. witch and I was like oh Correct. there it is <laughs> there it is I am a fucking witch you were so right and, and also you have no idea who yeah. I am and, and who I talk to any of this ever again and that's great <laughs> but it was I always remember that because you know um people will kind of pretend or or um pacify you with like, oh, that's nice. Oh, you think that? Or oh, one one friend at one time um, who I was working with in architecture was like, well, you know what? I believe that you believe and that's all that matters to me and reached out and touched my arm like this. Yeah. And I was like, that's really nice of you, but that's also super fucking insulting. And condescending and also my favourite thing to say to those people is like, oh, in witchcraft we don't believe anything. Yeah, like, We just do things. I often say in the shop <laughs> where I'm like, look, look but it's no <laughs> rules in here. Pick your own things, find what herbs and crystals resonate with you because if we've wanted rules, we go back to fucking church. It's a nice freedom to have. But, yeah. It's only been recently having wonderful folks like yourself and also working in the industry that I've, I've met so many other people that are like, this is just normal. Sometimes yeah. people come into the crystal shop like, this is going to sound crazy. I know, that's my I don't want to say this to you to and I'm like, honey, oh, honey, you are honey. so safe. Yeah. There's no such Try thing in this really shop. Try really hard. Just talk to me because <laughs> I would love to hear what you have to say. Yeah. I would love it to actually shock me for once. Oh, especially right now with all the turmoil in the world yeah. and the fucking solstice and the equinoxes mm. and the retrograde. Oh, yeah. People are coming in going, okay, I think I saw a ghost last night. For the first time in my life. Probably. Or, oh, my God, I have had, you know, an incredible amount of bad luck in the last five days and I need to make a decision on this. I'm like, mm, maybe you don't need to. Maybe yeah. you should take some time. Yeah. Feel what's going on. I worry more for the people right now in the world that are acting like everything's normal. 
Oh, those people are just ignorant. I'm actually, like, I'm <laughs> much happier ignorant. if someone co- well, comes to me at the moment and goes, um, yeah, but that's different. There are yeah. more people coming in and being like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, everything's great. Everything's dandy. Oh, like, like, I can't wait for my. escapists. I don't want to be a complete cunt, but I want to say, like, a lot of white ladders that come in and they're like, everything's fine and like positive energy and like I have an indigo child so they're going to bring about the next apocalypse and they're going to like help us with everything and like I've been meditating on positive things and I've met positive people and I know that angels are watching after me and that everything's going to work out fine this week. Read everything's going to be Bible. fine. Um, you know, yeah, well, I don't want to talk about angels there. I'm like, just like that person well, has just used multiple Christian I know. Words and it's like you're not using them. And they've properly. got their tiny little child there, and they're like, "But he's so open to everything. Like he feels everything. Like I'm pretty sure he's like an indigo child, or he's an empath, and like that's why we're going through what we're oh going through God. because he's he's got a bad spirit attached to him, or he, there's a ghost in our Honey, house. It's not and a, a bad, bad spirit. spirit like, it's your crippling parenting, and also your ancestral fucking trauma that you uh-huh. need to. Yeah. You know, it's tapping you on the shoulder. Yeah. But yeah, look, I can't, this is me, guys. Listen, this is me having a whinge after a long week. I love my fucking job. I love my fucking shop. My last customers today were two beautiful little boys. One of them was eight, one of them was six, and they were coming to spend their pocket money to buy their first crystals ever. Aww. And they went around the whole shop with me, holding up little things, going, What does this one do? What does that mean? And I made them up little pouches for them to put their crystals in and mm. sent them home. And we counted out the change together and it was fucking beautiful. And I love my job. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, in the midst of this chaos, anyone that walks in and is whistling Dixie and thinking that everything's fucking normal or, or they say the phrase, it's so great things are getting back to normal. I know. I want to fucking normal punch dance people. them in the face. Normal is killing people. <laughs> Normal is killing more than people. Um, okay. Well. I love you. Well done. We're here. Us, because we said it was delirious, but then we ended up having these really Did like. we have some deep shit? We had some like pretty articulated oh, conversations. We need to, we were going to talk about some of the videos and things you saw, but all we need to mention is that we both just realized during the, the, the you know, length of this chat that we love Doja Cat. And Cardi the same. I love Doja Cat. I love Doja Cat. I actually haven't listened to Cardi. <gasps> Fuck you. <laughs> I bet that's what she would say too. Mm, I know who I she is. I love her very much. But I really love Doja Cat. I'm going to give you her both her albums. Make me a mixtape. I love to make you a mixtape. <laughs> you know I'm going to put some saucy like, you know. No, seriously. Tori make me, in the like, middle. Make me some like playlist thing and I will I listen love it. to it. No, I'm, I'm obsessed with Doja Cat at the moment. She is brilliant. Yeah. That say say so song is just like g- glitter disco poured in my ear, and it's an earworm, and it makes me feel good inside. Yeah, I love those girls. Love you, honey. <laughs> I love you too. Blowing kisses. Thank to you, you all so much, everyone. <laughs> we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. We lay upon the hill that lay beneath the wolf sky. This has been the Antipodean Arts Podcast. Music by Wendy Rule. The song is Wolf Sky.